Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sandspence Radio, Australia's dumbest podcast network. Welcome to the second ever episode of the Dear Harry Sashbot podcast. This is a podcast where comedians read out their original fan fiction for your listening pleasure. Hello, good evening, good morning, good whatever time it is, wherever you are. This is the second ever episode, aka the sequel. Will it be Terminator 2 or Weekend at Bernie's 2? We'll soon find out. I'm Ellen Waddell. I'm the co-creator and the host of the Dear Harry Sashbot Comedy Night, which has been running in London for over a year now. All the fan fiction you're about to hear comes from that very same live show. Plus, like a DVD from the 90s, you get some bonus podcast features. Everything you're about to hear on this show will be very niche. That's the Dear Harry Slashbot guarantee. Coming up, we have tales of James Bond, Russell Brand, Star Trek and Peggy Carter. British intelligence needs you out of here before you do something stupid. Like what? Fuck a Nazi? Yes. (laughs) Up first, we have a reworking of that sexist bastard James Bond by the brilliant performer and comedian Chris Stokes. James Bond had filled in the form incorrectly. Where it said first name, he had put his surname. (laughs) He would have to figure out a way of styling that out later. It was... (laughs) It was only for a Debenhams rewards card. Maybe, Maybe he could just ask for a new form. But no, then he'd look like an idiot. And this woman behind the counter was really, really fit. He thought he should ask her out, but, oh, God, how would he even go about such a thing? (laughs) He'd read the game once, but was under the impression it and its methods were a bit derided these days. (laughs) Still, it was all he had. He looked up from the form, raised an eyebrow and said, you look like shit. (laughs) Good start, James, he told himself. She's definitely interested. And your hairpiece is the worst one I've ever seen, she replied. Nice, he thought. They were flirting. (laughs) While filling out his address, smug at doing so correctly, he said casually, never know what to put in the uh, occupation box. Try your job, she smouldered. (laughs) 
thing is, he said, leaning conspiratorial on the counter and looking at her name badge, Sandra. I'm a super secret international spy agent. And as he said it, he thought, brilliant, another disciplinary. <laughs> Run by snowflakes these days, he tutted. Sandra flicked her hair and said, sensually, nearly done. Yeah, he nodded. Say, it says here for a secondary contact. Can I bung my flatmate Alan down? Top bloke, there's three of us in the Shag Palace, me, Alan and Greg. <laughs> They're both divorced-like, but it's not affected them. They're right laughs. You should come over one time, I'd thrash you at Tekken 3. <laughs> I wasn't born when Tekken 3 came out, she smouldered. <laughs> Christ, I feel like a lembe oat pick. Who is that? It was going very well. <laughs> he filled in his email address as requested, topshagjb53 at NTL World. <laughs> And finished, and finished the form off with a kiss. In a way, she had asked for his number, after all. He folded the form, slid it over to her like that man he copied from the casino that one time. And he decided to leave her wanting more. He said enigmatically, James Bond will return. And then walked off through home furnishings humming Mr. Bombastic. And that is probably the first mention of NTL World in about 20 years. So NTL World, you're welcome. If you want to find out when Chris is gigging next, you can follow him on Twitter at underscore Chris underscore Stokes. Our next story is by Kelly Maria. And this is some fan fiction she wrote as a horny teenager. And we are extremely honoured that she decided to share it with us and you. Enjoy. start by a show of hands how many of you as a teenager actually wrote fan fiction so a few of you a few of you nerds nerds <laughs> i would ne- no i have um I, uh, I, I just felt like I needed to preface this, you know, by saying that like this is something that i wrote 10 years ago i was 14 so please bear that in mind i'm a better person now i have grown <laughs> My fan fiction is um, about Russell Brand. (laughs) I wrote this 10 years ago, guys. I was 14, please. (laughs) Russell was handling her chest and his own cock with such expert speed. 14, not had sex at this point. Had no idea what it was. Hadn't even masturbated. Kelly's sluggish, drunken foreplay made him feel sad for some reason. (laughs) He found himself stopping and retreating to his Twitter for an hour. (laughs) Reading replies and sending the occasional semi-cryptic message... Oh my, I can't do Russell Brand like impressions wise, so you're just gonna have to put up with this Irish twang, right? Um, oh my dears. <laughs> the time I've spent with Kelly has kept me up all night. <laughs> so, um, this is immediately followed by Russell being violently ill after catching a stomach bug from Noel Gallagher's kid, who we inexplicably babysat last week. (laughs) 
And then me looking after him for 700 words. <laughs> Yet I leave as soon as he's better and never call him again <laughs> until he's engaged to Katy Perry about six months later. Um, and he turned up at my apartment like a shadowy scarecrow. <laughs> he tells me he loves me. And I reply, I'd take a bullet for you, Russell. <laughs> but not because I love you that much. I'm just very depressed right now. Um, we still haven't had actual sex at this point, And if we're about 1,500 words in, um, due to my apparent alcoholism and him being married to Katy Perry... And just as we're about to get down to it, I wrote this. Like a slap in the face, Russell's mobile began ringing. <laughs> Bizarrely, but still, rather apposite. I'd probably just learn the word apposite and was like dying to use it in a sentence. His ringtone was Womanizer by Britney Spears. <laughs> and Kelly groaned at both the absurdity of it all and Russell's lips reluctantly pulling away from hers. After all of the fighting and build-up, there was literally one sentence, one sentence about us having sex. And I describe it as passionate and slightly amateur. And I still don't have an ending to that story, so I'm going to leave it there. It's been lovely to meet you guys. <laughs> Thank you for that, Kelly. Uh, you can find Kelly on social media at Kelly Maria. Uh, in fact, all our social media handles will be in the show notes, so please follow them and tell them how much you love their work. Idil Sukun is a comedian, an improviser, and a regular performer at the Dear Harry Slash Spot Comedy Night. And she's written a piece of fan fiction for us about trying to make the perfect woman set in the Star Trek universe. Kevin? Kevin? I picked wild roses for you that I wear in my hair. Oh, splice, child. I also ran a level three diagnostic on the auxiliary plasma inhibitor. Please, splice, child, I have a headache. Listen, I, I have to explain something to you. I cannot continue with my work. I journaled about how lovely you are, Kevin, and reconfigured the flow energizer. Oh, Christ, Splice Child, this cannot work between us. You, you were supposed to be my perfect woman. I fused two average women together through a photonic transportation splitter beam. And you are the result. Are you better? Yes. Are you bigger? Absolutely. But I'm a killer. To make you, I killed those two women. But you gave birth to me. Well, I mean, that that's another issue. I mean, am I your father? Am I your lover? I... Why not both? I am both a depressive and a bicyclist. I was dating two disappointing women, so I fused them together to make you. The first was Sheila, a sad poet. She procrastinated by taking pastry lessons. She had rotten sexual technique, but she understood my pain, my need to create... The second, Dahlia, was a stern, outdoorsy quantum scientist. As brilliant in the sack as she was at designing beautiful density matrices. But don't you see? Neither was enough for me. Don't you see? I'm a combination of both. A quantum superposition, if you will. 
or like eating two vanilla sponges but shitting them out at the same time. Yes, Splice Chub. Look, they found out about my experiment, about you. They are coming for us. The laboratory is surrounded. Don't fret, Kevin. I barricaded the windows and doors with the lab benches and checked them out with dynamite. I'm now going to weep in the corner over a sonnet. Don't you understand what I'm trying to tell you? I murdered two women, and they're after me. I misused the top-secret fusion lab. I have to split you back in two. But Kevin, not after all we've shared. Not after I pegged you with a rolled-up copy of my Emily Dickinson anthology. You seemed so happy, Kevin. We were so happy. Be that as it may, Splice Child, you have to go back into the fusion chamber. I'll reverse the polarity. I can split you back apart. Split me, like I split you with my rolled-up copy of Emily Dickinson. Look at yourself. You're an abomination. Your skull is imploded. Your, Your teeth go right through your lips. You have two necks. But I have four breasts. You do have four breasts. Four breasts, Kevin. Yes, I can see, yes. Count them. Uh, yes. Uh, One, two, two three, three, four. four. Yes. Flopsy, Mopsy, Mops. Cottontail, and, and Peter. Peter. Yes, and who wouldn't be happy with that? But Sheila and Dahlia, I have to bring them back so no one will be able to accuse me of murder. But if you do that, Kevin, you would have murdered me. Well... No one even knows you exist. Your constituent parts will go back into their respective bodies. I mean, is that even really murder? I... I don't want to die. What? No! It's it's not dying as such. It's it's, it's more like... Everything I have become. Everything I've ever dreamed. Everyone I've ever pegged will fade. Like music ceasing, hanging in the air. as just a memory. Or a smell. In your case, a smell. Yes. Uh, you I, smell bad. Well, there's no shower. No smell man. very bad, I, I, Kevin. I, I, splice, child, please. What if I were to murder you? What if I, a spliced child, were to now splice her splicer? You. What you don't know, Kevin, is that I've rigged this whole lab as a departicler. As soon as the Black Ops squad arrives, the force of the dynamite explosion will fuel a chain reaction that fuses everyone together. Everyone, Kevin! Everyone! You'll finally have the penis of 20 men! Twenty men, Kevin! Imagine how big a penis that will be! That's too much penis! Not for Splice Child! No one penis would ever be good enough for Splice Child! I told you guys this podcast would be niche. There are so many great lines. Uh, My favourite being, that's too much penis. If my mum's listening, and she should be, uh, are you proud of me? Yeah, she's proud of me. Thanks to Idle and Angus Dunnikin for performing and writing that sketch. Our next story is from Charlie V. Martin, who takes us back to wartime Europe for an unlikely but incredibly sexy team-up. Hello, everyone. I'm Charlie. Uh, I've never written fan fiction before. Um, It seems like the sort of thing I would do, though. Um, (laughs) And so I did a bit of research for this, and it seemed to be that you just find a fictional character 
uh, that you find hot and then just write your biggest fantasy. So the first draft of this was Han Solo gives me kittens. Uh, (laughs) But it was very short. Uh, And I wouldn't be able to read it out loud. Um, But... uh, And then I also didn't want to be one of those ones where I put myself in it. So I thought, who do I want to be? And I thought, I want to be badass Peggy Carter. Who likes Agent Carter? Yeah. So, um, and if you don't know who she is, she's often referred to as Captain America's girlfriend. But she had so much more going on before he came into her life, right? And obviously, it's World War II. Um, I tend to... I tend to dress up as historical figures a lot, so I'm going to do a little bit of historical fan fiction too. And so this, ladies and gentlemen, is Indiana Jones and the Last Waltz. (laughs) (laughs) So geeky. February 1941, Venice. Agent Carter stepped off her gondola and slipped past the guards of the masquerade ball. Inside was a sea of ball gowns, black shirts, and brown shirts. It's World War II fan fiction. (laughs) Nice of you to show up. A rugged arm curled around her waist and led her to the dance floor. She was about to kick him in the face, but then realized it was Indiana Jones. (laughs) That's no way to greet your rescuer. Listen, lady, I don't need rescuing. British intelligence need you out of here before you do something stupid. Like what? Fuck a Nazi? Yes. They waltzed towards the balcony. Dip me. Thought you'd never ask. You'd be so lucky. He dipped her dramatically in time to the music while she spun a grenade under the table. (laughs) Hey, shouldn't you be wearing a mask to a ball like this? I've been undercover for six months. I'm always wearing a mask. (laughs) Boom! They jumped out the balcony onto the waiting gondola and paddled away. All the fascists died. <laughs> the, next, the next day in the London war rooms, because you can just wander into there, um, Commander Parker welcomed them into the map room. Good work, Agent Carter, and thank you for coming, Dr. Jones. Will any of your other Yank friends be joining us? Are you making a jibe about us Americans not being in the war? Yes. Oh. (laughs) I'm afraid your transport to the U.S. has not yet arrived. Would you mind staying in Miss Carter's care? Sounds great. What do you say, Peggy? Want to climb Big Ben? (laughs) Oh, Doctor. You should know that Ben is not the name of the tower, but the bell. (laughs) Just then, Winston Churchill walked in naked. Have a cigar. Indian Peggy arrived at her flat in Hampstead, which is true, she had a flat in Hampstead, in the fictional real world. Um, Wouldn't you prefer to stay in the bunker with the Prime Minister? Oh, Parker. Oh, Parker. Oh, Indy. Parker is always insisting, but I'm an independent woman. Besides, the bombs haven't struck here yet. Just then, Agent Carter's landlady, Mrs. Thistletwat, appeared with a broom. <laughs> Look what the cat dragged in! And you've got a man with you, you slut! I hope he's not Irish. At least he's not one of them black... Agent Carter slapped her with a broom. 
Good night, Mrs. Thistletwat. <laughs> Upstairs, Inzi started to make himself comfortable. He sat down on the rickety old bed, almost breaking it. Whoa, this thing belongs in a museum. <laughs> Get <the> strap in. <laughs> it's perfectly adequate, so you don't bring a lot of guys up here. It's not a good idea for someone in my position. What position would you like to be in? He unbuttoned his shirt to reveal a white cotton vest because it's 1941 and that's what he wears. <laughs> now be serious. The life of a spy must be a lonely one. She poured them both a whiskey. That and British guys are dull as shit. Can't say I'm much impressed with the American men either. Is that so? Carter knocked back her whiskey and poured another. Look, we have a long night ahead of us, and if you must stay here, we may as well get on. Sure thing. You seem to be able to take your scotch. How about a drinking game? I'm afraid I don't have any cards. Only some board games. An hour and a half, well, an hour and a bottle of Aberlour later, Indy rolled the dice. One, two, three. Ugh, ha ha ha, drink. Indy slid the counter down and finished the whiskey. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> Long set up for that. <laughs> I must say, Dr. Jones, this is the most fun I've had since Bletchley. Uh, thanks. I went there last week. <laughs> I'm glad. I like seeing you smile. He turned up the radio as it softly played The Way You Look Tonight. I do love this song. They slowly started to dance together. I hope you've not been trying to get me drunk. No, a real man doesn't do that. If anything, you got me tipsy. Is that so? Well, you've got me feeling something. <laughs> he looked her in the eye. Their lips moved towards each other. But then... <laughs> oh, my gosh! The siren was getting louder and louder. Let's get out of here. They ran to the door, but crash! A lamppost fell through the window, trapping Peggy. Indy, get out! Not without you. He lifted her out and shielded her as plaster crumbled from the ceiling, crushing his leg. I've got you! They scrambled out of the burning flat, holding each other up. They spotted a woman and child hobbling towards the underground. They scooped them up too! <laughs> and bundled towards the door just before... Broom, the building collapsed. Now, if I do this, well, it works! <laughs> the next morning, Peggy and Indy emerged from the tube station with the other survivors. Peggy's flats and all her belongings were reduced to dust. I'm sorry, Peg. Maybe you should come back to the States with me. Thank you. But this is exactly why I have to stay and fight. <laughs> Just then, they heard a groan from a pile of rubble. Mrs. Thistletwat! <laughs> Her body was completely covered except her arm and a, uh, well, except her head and an arm waving a teapot. This stupid bloody war! Why are we even in it? All these fucking refugees! Who gives a shit about what Nazis? Peggy smashed her in the face with a brick. <laughs> She's at peace now. <laughs> the big clock ticks at King's Cross Station and a whistle blows. All aboard! Well, Miss Carter, I better go, because you can get a train to America. <laughs> you sure I can't persuade you to come with me? 
I'm afraid not, but thank you. I'll miss you. Indy leaned from the train door and kissed her hand. I'll miss you too. Hey, have I at least changed your mind about American guys? I think perhaps you have. The end! Thank you very much, Charlie. Um, I was actually a huge fan of the Peggy Carter TV series, and I was very sad when it got cancelled. Not like Daredevil being cancelled sad, more of a sort of Luke Cage being cancelled, general ennui. So it's nice to see it live on through her words. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Oh my God, didn't we have fun? Did you have fun? I certainly did. I'll be honest with you, I have no idea what it sounds like. I'm just standing in a booth in my living room with no trousers on. Please subscribe and review us and recommend the show to everyone you've ever met and ever will meet. Coming up on this series, we still have stories of Buffy versus Jane Austen, the Queen getting steamy with Harry Styles, and marriage counselling between the Babadook and Pennywise. You can follow me on social media at Ellen Starbuck. And please, please join our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, our Bebo, our MySpace for live dates and hot gossip. It's basically slash Dear Harry Spock on everything. And now the credits. Dear Harry Slash Spock was written and presented by me, Ellen Waddell. The show was produced and engineered by a man called Steve Dawson. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. 
<clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.